This is the City of Refuge, Thomaston, Georgia, Sunday morning podcast. The following is a live recorded sermon by Pastor Jeff Deal. One word. I told you last week that we were going to do that today, and that's going to be the focus of our short time together. Who doesn't know what the one word thing is all about? Any, anybody not familiar with the one word? So in case there is anybody, uh, for years now, we have been doing one word, this little book, um, at the start of the year. And the concept is very simple, and that is that you have a word, one word, It's not supposed to be two words, three or four. It's supposed to be one word that is your theme word for the year. Okay? How do you get to that? It's a three-step process to getting that word. And it's a no-fail proposition. If you go through the process properly, you will land on a word that will be your word and you will know it's your word and if you do it right you will embrace that word you will start to build a relationship with that word more than you ever have before and it will really be an important part of your life for the year okay the three-step process is this you look in first what does that mean it means you do a serious self-evaluation For some of us, that might take five minutes. For some of us, it might take five hours. For others, it might take five days, but it can't take forever. Because we can't chew up the year looking in before we get to actually knowing what our word is, right? Self-evaluation, look in. Who am I? What's going on in my life? How would I describe my relationship with God? How would I describe my family situation? How would I describe my work, my career, my educational pursuits, my plans for the future? In other words, just item by item, just evaluating yourself. That's important no matter how young or how old you are. You may feel like, the, well, all the water's pretty much passed under my bridge. I don't have anything else to do, and I don't have anything else to offer. If you've bit that hook, then you're going to get reeled in and, and cheated, right? Because it's just not true. It is not true. You still have value. You still have things to offer. You still have, uh, you know, uh, an important role to play. So look in. The second step is to look up. So, does it do anybody any good to not be fair and honest in your self-evaluation? I mean, where's that going to take you? Are you really fooling anybody anyway? Are you fooling yourself? Or you, maybe. Are you fooling God? Absolutely not. Are you fooling other people? You can, but that'll be temporary because it all comes out eventually, right? So you have to look up after having done a really fair and honest looking in, okay? 
So looking up pretty obviously means you then look to God prayerfully, meditatively, contemplatively, in a really uh, somber and serious way. You look to God and you ask him, you know, here you present yourself to him just as you are as you've done your self-evaluation then you ask him to give you a word based on that self-evaluation give me a word i'll tell you the first year i did this and i think it's been six or seven years ago now i'm telling you uh, I did my looking in process and then I started looking up and I started praying I asked and, and asking God to show me what my word was. And over the next 24, 48 hours, I saw and heard my word probably two dozen times. Either out of somebody else's mouth, or something I read, something I heard in a song, it, it, all, from all sorts of directions. My word showed up. There was no doubt about it. Now, it may not be glaring to you like that, but you're going to land on a word, and you're going to know the word is right for you for this year. God is going to give you a word. I've never, in the years I've done this, and we do it at City of Refuge, we've been doing it here, our family members do it, I've never had anybody go through the process and then you ask them, what is your word? And they don't have a word. Never. Now, I've had some knuckleheads, a couple of them in our pastor's group, that come in with three words. And we're like, no, that ain't the way it works. But nobody has ever said, I've got nothing. I just, I have nothing. I don't think that's possible if you've done it right. So you look in, you look up, and then you look out. The reason for looking out is to really confirm in your own spirit that this word is right because you see all sorts of ways right away that your word is applicable, that your word means something, that your word is going to be part of what motivates you and equips you to do the work that's going to be in front of you for the coming year. So you look out. How would this word apply in my life if this really is my word in terms of my church involvement in, in terms of my family involvement in terms of my life's work and my social life and all these things and and you'll you will see all of that open up before you and how that word is going to apply my word for 2023 was the word order not going to share the story of how that came to me again because I already have, but it was clear, it was powerful, I knew it was right, and man, throughout the year, it has been uh, just a dominant force in my life. This word order, this idea of order. Now, let me put your mind at ease here. We're not talking about you having a word and at the end of the year you having to say man that word it, it just everything just turned out perfectly 
Uh, I mean, uh, and, and it all just culminated with this great realization that it was the perfect word and everything about it just worked out perfectly. That's not what we're talking about. And, and if you couldn't say that, then you would feel guilty, right? That's not what we're talking about. I can tell you straight up that my word was order and my confession to you right now is that I'm about 50-50 on how good I feel about my relationship with the word order for 2023. I feel like it was about 50% on point, good, powerful, productive. And I feel like I was a failure and about the other 50%. Should I be discouraged about that? No, and I'll tell you why. Because it's all about process. Just because you have a word for a year doesn't mean it starts on January 1 and ends on, on December 31, and all of a sudden you're done with that. No, every word I've had now for six or seven years still means something. As a matter of fact, they all start to build on each other, and, the, and they lock together because this is about the big picture plan that God has for you not about years as segments that are isolated from everything else. So I've got work to do. I have to focus still on this business of order. But what happened is, and this happens so often, as a matter of fact, I would say most of the time, the word that came to me for 2024 is, the, is the, an awesome next brick to lay in the wall of my life that builds right off of the last brick, which was order. And I'm not leaving order behind because it's still there, but I've got to set this next brick in place. And that word is the word balance. So would you say that balance and order are related like first cousins? Um, would you say that they're totally opposite, you know, have nothing to do with each other? No. Balance is the next piece that is the perfect follow-up, I think, to order. I had my one-word book here at the office, so I didn't pick it up until I got here this morning to bring it in, you know, to hold it up for you to look at while I'm talking. And I, I got my word how long ago, a week, week and a half ago, I knew that my word was balance, and I pick up my book, and what's the word on the very top of the book? Balance. So it's like the word right here that is the first word written on the top of the book is the word balance. And so, you know, I don't know if that means anything to you, but it's like the Lord just slapped me and said, hey, yeah, that's, where, that's what it is. And, and it's like I said how... Once you uh, know that that is your word, you're going to start hearing it and seeing it, you know, and it's, gonna, it's really going to start to take hold. Every year there is this, um, I know it's true, and, and you know it's true, and there may be one or two of you in the room, where at the end of the year you come together to say something about your word for this past year, and there are one or two or three that can't remember what it was. 
Well, do you reckon they did it the wrong way? If they can't remember what word they had in January of last year? <coughs> yeah, I, w I would say that's pro probably true, that they just didn't do it the right way. Okay, because this, this, like I said, building a relationship with the Word, that sounds weird, but that's what it amounts to. I'm deciding that I'm taking this word balance as just a really important, integral part of me and that I'm going to cultivate a relationship with that word. And if I do, that word is going to do some major construction in my heart and in my mind. And that is the reason behind all of this. The subtitle to the book, One Word, is that will change your life. That's the motivation. That's the motivation. This is a spiritual tool. These guys, John Gordon, Dan Britton, and Jimmy Page, I've met them all. They've been to City of Refuge. They wrote the book. That's not Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. It's a different guy. Um, they wrote the book, and they are all strong believers. They are disciples of the Lord. And this book is born out of that. And it, and it impacted them in such a major way because the way it started was they decided to do it inside their businesses and, then, and their families. And it impacted them in such a major way that they decided to format it and to get it out there for the rest of us to be able to access. And so it's a spiritual tool is what it is. Not only do I have my word balance for the year, but I also have a word for us, for the house. And I'm going to hold on to that for a second because what I want to do is I want to hear from you. And uh, my, my, my beautiful wife's over here. And I, I didn't ask her in advance because I didn't want her to get nervous. I really would like for you to share your word from last year and your word from this year. But if you don't want to, you can tell me. I don't want to have a terrible, happy new, uh, unhappy new year, right? So, she, she's, this, this, she understands this, and, and, and it works for her. And she's shared with me what hers is. And then others of you, and if we don't get any volunteers, I'll start volunteering people. But I know there are a couple of you who, Sherry, yeah, like this. Sherry went, uh-uh, and I went, uh-huh. Um, a couple of you, and, and the reason for sharing is, is just so you, other, others can see and know the power and the importance of this. If you forgot your word for last year, hey, don't, don't beat yourself up. Just commit to it, to do it right this time. As a matter of fact, you, if you want to take the microphone and say, I forgot, but this time I'm doing it right, you can do that too, right? Okay, so do you want to go first or, yeah. All right, my word last year, I don't want to stand up. Okay, my word from last year was accept. So I, I wasn't too fond of it when I first got it, but it, it's important in life to accept things, you know. So it was very helpful this year. Um, my word is steady. I think it's pretty important to stay steady, you know. 
life throws you curveballs, people throw you curveballs and stuff, but you stay in tune with the Father and His Word, know what He says, and stay steady in the path He lays before you, and you'll be all right. So, that's my word. Very good. So, and as she was talking, I was thinking another uh, cool piece of this is, you know, if you live with other people, and most of us do, or if you have, you know, relationships with other people, um, and they have declared what their word is, then along the way you can share and encourage each other and remind each other, not in an accusatory fashion. So when she gets unsteady, you know, I'm not like, well, what about your word? You know, it's not, it's not like that. <laughs> but reminders are good, you know, and helpful if we do it the right way. Who wants to go next? my word last year was growth so for me I wanted to grow spiritually with the Lord and for me it worked out with me being able to come on stage and play my music with Nick and everybody else and it's been a really uplifting for me spiritually and I just want to thank Nick especially for that for bringing me on because I was super nervous at first like hey I'm, I'm also the last minute guy so all the songs we learn I'm usually learning as we're playing it. <laughs> so, and then my new word is consistency for this year. I'm trying to lose weight, consistently with trying to be better for my wife, my kids, and everybody else. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. Good stuff. So, yeah, I was uh, talking to Benny this morning. I get really weird words, it seems to me. Um, and they, and they did connect together. Uh, I don't think that's a requirement, but it is part of it. Uh, so last year, my word was selfish or selfishness, whichever way you want to go about it, which was a strange word. And so when I, I the starting out, I dug in to look at myself, like what, where am I selfish? What's going on? What can I, can I clean up? And as the year went on, the more I cleaned up about me, the more I was starting to see in other people, right? but not in a judgmental way. Um, I started to, to work in ways that once I saw it, then how could I change me to keep a healthy relationship with whatever person's going on, right? Um, and then also a tough word because Sherry, my wife, is one of the most non-selfish people you'll ever meet. And, and so there was a, a big contrast in watching her. She didn't really even know that, that all that was going on. So it, it, throughout the year, and it will continue, um, I really believe that a lot of family relationships got stronger because uh, I'm addressing things that I thought bothered me for the wrong reasons, you, you know. Um, and how can I be mad at Devin if I'm the same guy, right? Yeah. Um, and so then that led into this year's word, which is a little bit scary. This year's word for me is going to be mask. Um, and so I teach this often in cycles, a lot of different ways. On the level of, we, you know, we tend to wear masks about the persona we want other people to see when they look at us. Um, and for example, tough, tough guy stuff. Guys want to be tough guys, um, but Christ submitted to the cross. He, he don't, he's, God's not really looking for tough guys, you know. And so I teach that, and so why would I go into a word that 
I teach and I should be so familiar with. But it wouldn't let go of me, and now I'm going to actually profess it out loud so I can't backtrack, right? Um, Jeff, Pastor Jeff, he taught a while back. It's been a good while, and I haven't let go of this sermon. It's been kicking around and fighting, but he spoke on all of us having a little box in here of us that we separate from God, things that are not okay with him that we have that nobody else knows about. Well, the truth is for us to have that box, or for me to have that box, at the end of the day, I have to put a mask on, right? So as of from here on out, I'm going to dig in and empty out whatever's in there and whatever mask comes along with it. Um, But I I can assure you as I stand here and say that, come the end of the year, that's probably not what it's going to look like. It'll transition into something else for sure. All right. Thank you. (laughs) She said I'm good. I look like Anton when I'm sitting. <laughs> uh, I don't have a word for this year yet, so I'm not going to, I haven't even started. But my word for last year was hone. And truthfully, I did not hone myself like he was saying to the extent that I wanted to. But I will say this, this year, this past year has been the furthest I've ever gotten into my word. Uh, every other year I'm like, yeah, I read. Um, this past year I did though a lot and I learned a ton and it kind of helped me keep like if you know me my brain is very like I hear and just getting it further kind of just focused more in in one direction but I did want to note this is kind of whatever y'all's words complement each other which I think is cool steady and balanced anyway That's a good point. Who else? My word was garbage. Actually, my word was painless, but <laughs> I'm glad you said it could like not work out because <laughs> it. I, I'm I'm just being funny like usual. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm emptying my pockets out, but (laughs) here, let me get my phone out. All right, now that my pockets are empty, I can talk. So I was hoping for some sort of like act of God on my body because I deal with a lot of back pain and stuff. Um, That didn't happen, so I still deal with pain. And uh, the other day, I, I guess after I'd loaded up all these Christmas totes in the attic, I threw my neck out, so I'm actually in a lot of pain right now. (laughs) My neck is fried. Like, I can turn my head, but, like, when I wake up, I got to lift my head up off the pillow and and get up like that. Um, So that that part of it was pretty bad. It was was not good at all. But the, and I'm sure you don't remember this, when I stood up and said that my word was painless at the start of the year, I had mentioned, like, you know, working here, it had become kind of, like, I don't know, I was just not motivated anymore. I I felt like the things with the property were taking so long, and I was just kind of, I don't want to say depressed, but I just, when I got here, you know, my, 
you know, the rate at which I originally worked when I first started here and what it looked like at the beginning of the year, beginning of the year this year was just like way slower. Um, but then, you know, the thing happened with the property and we wound up moving to Sunny D and like my workload is way bigger than it was at the start of the year, but working for me is painless. Like I love it. Everything I do, I love. <laughs> it's awesome. Lydia works at the farm now. I thought that that was going to be painful. Like we work together closely. I'm like, this couldn't be worse. This is going to be bad. Like I didn't know how Doyle and Christy did it, but it's been pretty painless, nearly painless. And I didn't think that was possible because you can ask Riley, Kendall, whoever else, like family members who work with me. I'm kind of a pain in the butt to work with. I can be. So I'm surprised that it worked out. Hey, <laughs> I'm surprised that it worked out the way that it did. But like, you know, the week Kendall got married, I did the math. I worked like 86 hours at the farm and it was just painless. I just really enjoyed it. So part of the word was garbage. Part of it was good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, right? Um, so I love part of what I do, so I work a lot. But <laughs> Who else? This is good. It's good. Anybody? Grandma Faye's just over here pointing fingers at people. Barbara? I'm one of those that forgot the word, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure that when you said it, I wrote it down, so I'm flipping through my book, because I write down almost everything you say. You talk a little fast. <laughs> um, I think it was strength, so I could get through my family situation, and um, it didn't work. <laughs> I, I did my best, but it, I still struggled and we still struggled as a family. Um, and as you asked for the word today, um, something came up immediately. I was like, it's two words. No, it's not two words. It's hyphenated. Will we take hyphenated? <laughs> it's self-care. Can I count that as, do you mind? <laughs> okay. Well, self-care, not because I want to be selfish, it's because if I don't get myself healed, I cannot help somebody else. And uh, that's sort of my goal. Not sort of, that, that's what my goal is. I, I don't always accomplish my goals, but I do give it the old college try. <laughs> yeah, great word and very important point. If you don't do self-care, you're not gonna be very effective helping other people, Bailey. Bailey, I was sure you had something to say. No? Anybody else? Don't want to leave anybody out? It's good stuff. Brady? Sure, his word was going to be Spider Man. 
I don't know if y'all can understand me, but I'll try. My word last year was fervent. And if you know what fervent means, it was kind of based on something that Jim Elliott, and he was a missionary, said years ago. He said, wherever you are, be all there. And that's so important for us to engage where we are not in the past and not in the future, but the most important thing you can give anybody is your full attention. And so that's what I wanted to do. Wherever I was, whatever I wanted, whatever I was doing, I wanted to be there and do it as my very best that I had inside of me. And so that's I don't know that I really thought of my word as much as I should have, but that's the way I tried to live. Because it's real easy for me, and Jeff knows this and Tracy knows this, to be all tangled up. And so my word for next year is the same. I mean, not the same word, but it's kind of in line with it. And, and I'll tell you that Riley got his brain from me. Because that scattered brain came from your grandma, Riley. Yes. Because it's very easy for me to be distracted. Everybody that knows me knows that. So my word for 24 is focus. And the focus, I want to focus on what... There are things that I want to do. I've got projects in a way in my heart. But I want to focus on what the Lord has for me to do. I'm one of those people Jeff talked about that I'm old. I know I don't look it, but I am old. And so it's easy for me some days to think, you know, Lord, I just don't have much purpose left anymore. But if I didn't have a purpose, I wouldn't be standing here. So that I want to do, I want to focus in 24 on whatever he has for me to do. Whatever it is he has for me to do, I want to focus on it. Because I want to do his will. And I want to do it his way. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. And that's what it means to focus. I thought you had your hand up. Uh, Before we do anything else, so I'm going to do something I rarely ever do. I'm going to give you, Grandma, I'm going to give you something. Um... When you had the situation with the throat cancer, your voice was impacted. Your wisdom was not. So you might need to think about other avenues for preserving the wisdom so that it, it, it is always available to people. I'm not going to tell you to write a book, but I'm 
telling you that your wisdom has to be preserved so that it can be given away long after you're gone. Um, and this is kind of an example of what I'm talking about with um, not being too old to have something to give, all right? And she's not really that old, but um, all of us have something to give. You can have your voice, she still uses her voice, as you can see, to the best of her ability. But even if it had been completely taken, that doesn't mean that you're shut down from giving away what you have. Right? And you're a great writer, by the way. I mean, if you read things that she writes, whether it's an email or whatever, the punctuation is right on point, the grammar is, there are no problems there. So you got a solid foundation to work off of and then the wisdom is just a blessing to all of us. All right, <coughs> anybody else and I'll share the, the word for the house. I don't know who wants to follow these two up ever, especially not when the first thing you're going to say is, I didn't do what I was supposed to do last year, and I'm not even sure if I had a word then, so that's pretty awesome. But um, this, word, this year, I'm, pretty, I'm not sure if the word is fluid or water, all right, because they're very, very similar, but the reason why is that is... So when I think about myself and how I was this past year, there were many obstacles that I was faced with that most of the time I could deal with, but at a certain point I became super overwhelmed to a point that I didn't know what to do. You can ask my dad. I'm both very logical and very emotional at the same time, thanks to my parents, like, you know, giving me both of these spectrums of whatever their brains are. Well, when I think about being fluid, or being like water, there's not many obstacles that given enough time that water cannot overcome or being fluid cannot overcome. There's not, even the Hoover Dam has to have release for the water that it has. It has to have an area for the water to make it through or given enough time, it will overcome the obstacle that's placed in, placed in front of it. Or even when you put it in a confined container and you put it in freezing temperatures, harsh temperatures, it will eventually expand and break free of the container in which it's contained in. And I think for myself, like, I want to be more like that so that I don't find myself in some of the situations I've been in recently, at least mentally. And we know, like, I'm just now starting to get straight with stuff and be in church like I'm supposed to and being part of things, which is probably where I've always been. So I think I'm already on that right track. But that's those are, that, that's my word. Yeah. All right. A lot of good stuff. Uh, periodically, we will bring it up. Say, hey, how you doing with your word? And um, try to make sure folks are on track. Yes, ma'am. My word is going to be rely. 
rely. Not on what I think or how I want to do something. Um, rely on his word. Rely on his promises. And um, the word just can't, because it's been going on in my mind <laughs> lately. So I already knew. Rely. And Faye, you have been true to your word. Because of Faye and her encouragement, I'm here. She encouraged me to get involved where I haven't been involved. And thank you. I love it. I love it. So the word for the house, it's not a shocker. It's the word family. And if, if there's anything you see about this house or think you know about this house, about the people who are here, that stands uh, in contrast to the atmosphere of family, real family. I want you to come tell me about it. Because this house is a family. And it's that by design, it's that in its spirit. Um, I think that's how the kingdom operates. It operates in community, it operates as a family. I think isolation, in our kingdom walk is sinful not just not unproductive and not just not quite the way it should be i think it's sinful to live out your walk of discipleship in isolation i don't believe in um sitting at home just doing church on tv or doing your own little bible study whatever I'm not saying there, there is not some uh, supplemental benefit that can be gotten out of that. But I don't believe in that being the way of discipleship or the way of the kingdom. It is all designed for us to walk it out in community as a family. Everything about it. Don't take my word for it. Just read the New Testament. Don't take my word for it. You see nobody in the New Testament who is flying solo. Nobody who is without kingdom family support. Nobody who doesn't have brothers and sisters around them that they can lean on. This idea of family brokenness is not a new idea that is exclusive to our culture in modern day and time. It's always been there. Family brokenness. You can go back to the book of Genesis and read a story about a couple named Adam and Eve who had a couple of sons named Cain and Abel to find your first example of brokenness in society, right? And it goes from there and it never stops. It may be more extreme now than ever, but it's always been around. So it's not about having some fantasy that there be no brokenness in the family but it's about understanding that even if your own biological family has brokenness that you don't have to live exclusively in that you can live inside of a kingdom family in kingdom community and you can see those voids that have been created by family brokenness filled up 
through your relationships that come out of community living in a kingdom family environment. I, like I said, it's not new, it's not a shocker. It's something we've talked about a lot and I'm, I'm re-emphasizing it and have chosen that word, the word family, as our City of Refuge South word for the year. For you individually, you, you decide what that means for you, but I do want you to know very clearly that we are here to be family for, for people who need that. You know, for, for people who are lonely or people who are, have had that dysfunction, that brokenness. And we're not perfect, not by a long shot, but we are here to lean on each other in our imperfections, okay? And it's, it's, a, it's a house and it's a family environment where if you are tracking with your own business along the way, you probably won't survive very long because you're going to get uncomfortable. You know, if you, if you just want church that is not really a family, then you're not going to be comfortable here for very long. And so I want you to know you have brothers and sisters. I want you to know that you can lean on that. You can lean on those people. You can lean on us. And we expect to be able to lean on you. You know, and I, it's, it's my hope and my prayer that when the time comes that I need somebody to lean on, that, so, that you're going to be there for me to do that. And you're like, well, you're, you're the guy up front. You're the whatever, whatever. No, look, um, th there's nobody Nobody, from the youngest kid to anybody else in the house, to the most mature believer in the house, that at some point doesn't need a brother or sister or a father figure or a mother figure to lean on for support. Okay? And so, really, your own life situation is what it is. And, and if you choose to, you have this family uh, to be an important part of that and to support you and for you to support it and for us to treat each other like brothers and sisters. Uh, now, do brothers and sisters always get along? Do they ever have little things they have to work through? Of course. But what you do is you work through it. And you, don't, you may be a crybaby for a minute, but then you get over it and, and you, you work through it because it's important. Your family is important. My brother stabbed me one time. And we're best friends, right? We went to war over a pair of socks. He took my socks. I took a pair of underwear and draped them over his head. He picked up a pocket knife and attacked me and stabbed me in the hand. The only reason he didn't give me in the heart is because I put my hand right here. Right? Okay, we worked through it. Come on. It was a pair of socks. We'll be all right. So that's part of it. Good times, bad times, when everything's feeling warm and cozy and when, it, and when things are feeling sort of cold and, and not so cozy. We're family, right? So let's lean into that more than ever for this year. Embrace your word and embrace the word for the house. And let's look forward to, you know, I wish I could tell you, you know, I admire people who can, who can set these goals for the first quarter, the second quarter, and for the year. 
And we do have some goals, you know, some practical stuff that, that we look at and pay attention to. But in terms of where God's taking us and what he's doing and what all that's going to look like, all I can tell you is get up every morning in a spirit of unity and cooperation with the house and say yes to whatever God is doing that day. And at the end of the year, we will be really comfortable in knowing that we went exactly where he wanted us to go. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all that you've done in 2023. We say goodbye to this year, but we embrace all that you have taught us, all that you've shown us, and we have embraced this family, and we make that commitment even more than ever for 2024. We love you, and we love each other, and we're here to be a kingdom family, and we just thank you that we have that, that we're not alone, that we're not isolated. I pray that you would remind us by your spirit of these words that you brought to each of us uh, on a regular basis and that we would embrace it, cultivate that relationship and be blessed and benefited by it. And I pray that 2024 would, would see more than ever the realization of your kingdom and your will and that daily bread and that all in all we'll be able to say that blessing has followed obedience.